So this week on Monday, we dropped an episode with Mike and Leanna Lucci. They were our neighbors in Colorado. And we kind of gave a teaser at the end of it that we were going to send out some practical advice, how to neighbor. That is one of our favorite topics. And so we went home, put down 10 quick ideas. They range from free to not free. So like there's no excuses out here for what you can or cannot do. And they raise, range from easy to hard. Yes. We've got some super simple ones and some that think some thought, but the greater the effort, the greater the reward. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is one of those topics that, you know, everybody has kind of the thing that they love. And so we don't ever want to come across as that we've got something figured out, but neighboring is something that we have loved since the day we moved to Colorado, really. It kind of, it kind of was born in our heart at that point. And um, it has been a pain point for us. We confess that, that with the episode with Mike and Leanna, we've not been able to do it super well in Nashville, but are working on it. We've come through COVID and, you know, we just wanted to share this list with you of some easy ideas. So we'll jump right in. The first one is so easy that you have absolutely no excuse not to do it. But the first thing that do to neighbor is just to borrow something from them. And that sounds so simple, but I'll tell you, we recently moved about two weeks into our move. The neighbor rang the doorbell and she said, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know there's a Kroger in our neighborhood, but I, I need some flour. Do you have any flour? And I said, I have regular, I have gluten-free, I have whatever you need. I mean, and so she was embarrassed because we have this weird thing about relying on people. That's not necessarily why she was doing it. I'm just saying we as humans. Yep. And so she was kind of like, I'm so sorry. But the thing that I loved about it is that I felt needed. And I felt like it created an immediate connection with our neighbor when she asked for flour. It's a demonstration of humility when you walk across the street and say, can you help me? It creates a connection. We don't want to have to give the impression that we have to rely on other people, but good neighbors learn how to rely on each, on each other. Well, and in a way, we're so silly to go buy things yeah. that certainly someone on our street has. I mean, we laughed because, you know, we talk about our neighbors, Mike and Leanna and Neil and Christy. Well, right next to Neil and Christy was a guy named Jason who had the greenest lawn you have ever seen. I loved his grass. Yes. He, ben had like grass envy. And so, you know, Jason had all the tools you would need. And so why would we go out and buy an aerator when Jason has it two doors down? And he, he feels honored that you would want to use it and ask him about it. Very good. So that's an easy one. A second one is equally as easy. So no complaining that you can't do something, but walk with a neighbor. I mean, simply walk with a na- neighbor. It's easy. Um, pursuing people one-on-one is such a good value. If you're not a walker, then have a cup of coffee with a neighbor on your porch in some, you know, Adirondack chairs in your yard, whatever it is. I mean, it, it's just, there's no reason not to have some one-on-one. Getting fresh air is a simple way to bond with another person. Uh, I played tennis with yeah. a neighbor this week. He was like, you ever play tennis? We just went down and hit the ball around. Uh, just getting outside together seems to bond people uh, in a way that other activities don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, a third one would be s'mores around a campfire. I actually wrote an article about this for Lifeway last fall. And um, it just talks about how campfires and fire is just universally liked. People like being around a campfire. Everybody loves it. There's a whole business around s'mores. I mean, they make s'mores kits and poker sticks for a fire. I mean, it's just so easy. I love being around a fire for the example that I can just look at the fire and don't even have to look at people. (laughs) (laughs) Like if if the conversation kind of goes flat, we're not looking at each other. We're just staring at the fire. Mm -hmm. There's something about it's mesmerizing. So Mm -hmm. you ask people to come sit around a fire And before long, they're talking and telling and swapping stories. 
And in the fall, especially, people are looking for reasons to be outside before it gets cold. Yep. Uh, fourth thing, we just call this kind of pizza on the porch. The idea is eating together easy meals. And so you can do something like texting your neighbors and saying, hey, we're going to have pizza on the porch or on our lawn, and everybody can ship in. I mean, that's not hard now with Venmo. You can get cheap pizzas, everybody bring their own drinks, all that kind of stuff. But we did this in Colorado all the time, and we everyone just brought out their dinner. If there was a really beautiful night, the street would text and say, let's eat out under the tree. And we have pictures after picture of us all sitting out there having our own dinner. Somebody's having tacos, somebody's having spaghetti, but we're just eating it together. So, I mean, it's, again, another uh, fairly inexpensive idea. And people appreciate being invited, even if they don't come. They're like, oh, it was nice of them to invite us. Yeah. You know, we can't do it tonight because we have other plans. But, uh, you know, nobody else is inviting us to sit on the grass and eat our supper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means a lot to them, even if they can't come. Yep. You can host a street party. That's our fifth idea. When we moved into our neighborhood this summer, we were just walking up and down the street a little bit, and a neighbor was out, and she said, hey, just just so you know, hold August 5th. We're having a street party. And I said, great. You know, and she said, let me get your email. And so she did, and she she literally just sent an email to everybody with a Google link that said, write your name, your phone number, and what you're going to bring. And they, I mean, she, but she was very intentional with it. And she had tables set out with tablecloths and everything, but it can be so simple, but it's such an easy way. And probably literally 16 out of 20 families on our street came to it. You know, what's cool about those settings is that for people who don't want to hang out for three hours, they don't have to, Mm -mm. you can come and pop in and say, hello, you know, show your face. And, you know, 45 minutes in, if you're a little worn out by the small talk, go home. You also don't have to have the gift of cooking or hospitality because yep. it's outside and everyone else is participating. So you don't have the excuse to say, oh, I don't like to cook for people or maybe I don't like them in my home or, or whatever. That's an easy one. But while you're there, get everybody's information to you know have phone numbers and kids' names and even birthdays if you wanted. I mean, leave off the year, but just to have a, a way to celebrate your, your people on your street. I really appreciated in our street party we had recently how at one setting, I got to meet everybody and their kids, and I had at least a sense of who these people are. I think it, it transcends religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just have a felt need to know. Who says, I want to move to a neighborhood where nobody knows each other? Or cares. So even the most introverted person who doesn't necessarily want to be besties, doesn't want you knocking on their door, they still want to be known and to know mm-hmm. in some way. So you can talk about number six because you did this well, but just starting a thread on your street. So at that deal, uh, got everybody's number that were male, all the dudes. Well, it was on that. It was on the on the sign up, the Google form. Yeah, I sent out a, a, a thread, uh, just connected us all on a thread, and said, "Hey, if anybody's ever missing duct tape or WD forty or something, throw that need on this thread, and surely one of us has it." That turned into other things that have popped up. So, for example, today on the day of the recording is my birthday, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right before we got on here, I looked down and I have like. Seven happy birthday greetings from guys on my street I hardly know. Mm-hmm. I guess they, one of them saw it on social media and that you had posted, but it just creates a connection yeah. that we can now communicate where we couldn't communicate before. Well, and I will say for the women on our street, we a few of them who have been there a lot longer had already begun a, a thread. It's just called the Conar, Conar Crew thread. And But what we have done as women is that every new neighbor that we've met and had the number to, we just say, hey, introducing blank on this thread, she lives at this address. And then she comes in 
and, you know, says, hey, I'm so-and-so, these are my kids, these are my kids' age. And so we didn't even have to have it structured. It was just keep keep adding people to the thread as we know them so that we can make kind of a street map. So the seventh one is also Ben's thing. You're killing it here in the neighboring Give right now, babe. Um, through this thread, the men started a fantasy football league. So just talk about this a little bit. Yeah, one of the guys said, hey, anybody want to play fantasy football? I had absolutely no no interest in that prior to him inviting me. And Jack also helped you with almost all of it. I don't follow individual players. I love teams, but I don't keep up with all the players. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll play. Well, I ended up hosting the fantasy football draft at our house, and we all just sat around and laughed and uh, got to know each other. And it was the first time I'd had all those dudes into our house, which was a great opportunity just to welcome them in. But there's other things too, like March Madness, mm-hmm. uh, other sports things that you can do with people on your street. Everybody fill out a bracket. It just, yep. It's fun. Well, and for me, it was fun because I stepped out of the room. Obviously, I didn't want to be in there with nine men, but I set out a bowl of popcorn, a bowl of Chex Mix, and a bunch of leftover moon pies from our recent trustee meeting. And, you know, that was it. And it was all eaten. It was very simple. And so I think we overthink hospitality sometime. And really, it was just a joy to me because I could hear them all laughing from a different room. And I just loved it, Ben. I knew Ben was having a good time meeting some of our neighbors. It was great. So the eighth one is something that I have done kind of year after year, year, but, you know, every year there are special things that go on sale if you're mindful of it. And every year there's a day that Bath and Body Works has all their hand pump soaps for $2.95. And every year I look for that day and I buy like 20 to 25 of them. And, you know, so that's a 60-ish, $70 investment. Um, and then I look for an opportunity to wrap a note around it that just says, hey, we'd want to invite you to something or hey, you know, we're just the Mandrells and we want to get to know you and here's our phone number or our kids' names. And so it's just an opportunity to, I leave it on their front door. You know, we don't annoy them kind of thing just so that they have the opportunity to reciprocate and don't feel pressured to do that. And one way we were talking about that is like around Thanksgiving time, just putting one on every person's porch and saying, thankful to have you as a good neighbor, Mm -hmm. something like that. It's just a simple gesture that people appreciate Mm -hmm. that is thoughtful. One other thing that I want to mention that I think is really important is taking advantage of seasons and holidays. Um, I mean, the seasons and the holidays are such a good time when kids go back to school, have a back to school kickoff thing, summer kickoff. I remember one time we had like a chalk party and lemonade, you know, their last day of school, trick or treat. We've had chili, you know, in our home. We've made gingerbread houses, all kinds of things, pumpkin carving, like the the options are like endless. I get teased in my family because I really don't like fireworks. I think it's um, boring. <laughs> he makes a note every summer and says, I just think these I don't are get over- it. I think they're overrated. I don't get fireworks. They're super expensive and I don't think they're very interesting. But they're our beautiful. neighborhood <laughs> comes out of the woodwork to watch fireworks. And so And to have like Fourth of July parades. I, get I it. mean all kinds of things. Well, I don't get it, but I understand. Yes. So look for reasons that neighbors are coming outside and, and engage in it instead of staying on your back porch. Yeah. Get involved. I mean, it's such easy things to do. Yeah. Um, our last thing is does require the most intentionality, and it is just simply being intentional to protect one day of the month to neighbor. To say, you know, the second Sunday of the month, we're going to protect this day, and we're going to have a different family over. And, you know, whether we watch a game together, whether we share a meal, whatever it is, we're going to protect that day. And sometimes it has to change, but you still know that you're going to do it. So it does require thinking ahead, looking at the calendar, communicating with them. So it's a little more detailed, but 
I just think it's so worth it. It is founded in a theological conviction. We talk about Acts 17, where Paul says, from one man, God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times and places they should live. So Paul connects our place in history to a place on the planet. God put us here at this time on the street. So if you have the mentality of, I'm here to be the uh, pastor of my street, I'm here to pursue people on my street. Love them, just love them. I'm here to build relationships with people on the street where I live for as long as I live here. You begin to have a heart for the calling and you begin to see this as a great opportunity to influence and encourage people and not just share space. Mm -hmm. So when you begin to have people in your home, I say this all the time, relationships always feel different on the other side of a meal. This is why the, the early church broke bread in each other's homes. So when you have someone in your home, put some chicken on the grill and hang out around your table. From that moment on, everything's different. Why are you laughing? I just went back to like a shrimp on the barbie or something like that, <laughs> some movie. Have people in your house. Hang out with them. Don't be weird. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you consider leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen to the show? It gives us insight into what you like and it helps others find the show as well. The Glass House is hosted by Lifeway, produced and edited by Angie Elkins Media, original music by Robert Elkins, sound engineering by Dale Sandberg, and artwork by Cameron Spooner.